Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. We have three fantastic quarterbacks playing this weekend. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, young, only in his second year, if that, right? Year and a half, you'd say. And he looks like he's going to be a star. And then Matthew Stafford, who's always put up numbers, empty calories to, you know, in a lot of cases. Stat Patford was your nickname for him, and, and understandably so. But he's always been talented, and now he's getting it done, at least to this point. He's playing great, and they are uh, in the NFC Championship. So those three are, uh, you know, near the top of the league, if not at the top with Mahomes. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Rob, I don't know. He's certainly not a top 10 quarterback. Uh, Somewhere between 15 and 20, probably. Somewhere in there. Uh, I I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's uh, obviously you can win with him. They've been to the Super Bowl with him, and his record with the Niners proves that he's a difference maker, but he's not a difference maker on the stat sheet uh, or even with the eye test to a large degree. But he's getting a lot of flack, Rob, a lot of media people killing him. In fact, our uh, Garcia, Joe Garcia, Jeff Garcia, I'm sorry. Jeff I was going to say Jeff Garcia. I forgot his name. Right. Yeah, I had yeah. a friend I went to high school with named Joe Garcia. <laughs> Jeff Garcia uh, killed Mina Kimes for going at Jimmy G, but she's only just one of many media members going at him. Stephen A., Nick Wright, many others. Um, and so a lot of the players, Debo Samuels and uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan, came to his defense they probably, talking about his players, feel a need to stick up for Jimmy G. Social media probably probably hasn't been that great. I'm glad they're sticking up for him because what they say is the truth. Jimmy is one of the main reasons we're here. He's done an unbelievable job, and people don't give him enough credit. We win as a team, and that's why he doesn't always have the same stats as the MVP candidates. Um And then you go to Debo Samuel, Rob. He said crazy, an interesting spelling of crazy, but crazy is what he meant. Uh, K-R-A-X-Y, Rob. Crazy. Crazy. That was a radio station in Phoenix. KZ 103. Oh, Yeah, it it don't even look like that. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Crazy or whatever. But anyway, crazy how y'all have so much to say about our quarterback. Check his win percentage. Okay, I'll wait. Pure winner at Jimmy G. All right, Rob, what do you think? Are they right? Uh, No, they're not right. It's easy to do that and gloss it over when you win, and I get it. You're in the NFC Championship game. You want to make your quarterback feel good, but he's got to play better. Uh, Going back, forget, we're not even get to the last uh, two playoff games. In the, the last two games of the season, he had two touchdowns and four picks. In the postseason... Against Dallas, no touchdowns, one pick, quarterback rating of 67.4. 
against Green Bay, no touchdowns, one interception, 57.1 quarterback rating. He has to play better. And if they were to lose and he has the same numbers, no touchdowns and a pick or two, people won't be talking about he's a winner and he he just wins and all that. It's easy to gloss over or not pay attention to somebody's numbers when you win. Winning is the cure-all. It's the makeup of sports. It covers up the blemishes because you could always say, well, we won. That's all that matters. We won. No, he hasn't played well. You remember the Dallas game? He tried to give the Cowboys a game back. Remember with the late interception and in Green Bay, there were some throws that could have been right. picks that, that he got away with, and which is fine. They won. They won both games, and they were in the NFC Championship game. And I remember this about Tim Tebow. He'd be terrible, like, for three and a half quarters, and then somehow he would get somebody in line, a kicker in line for a 75-yard field goal, and then they would say, Tim Tebow, Tebow time, oh, my God. Dude, everybody has a job to do. Jimmy G can play better and has to play better. That's all I'm saying. They will not be saying that. If he has yet another game with no touchdowns and a pick or two and they lose to the Rams, it won't be, we love Jimmy G. It'll be like, okay, we can move off of Jimmy G and let, let's let's go to the future and, and start. We need a quarterback who can get offense going. So I'm not buying that it's it's an excuse. He wins, but in the last four games, he has not played well. Right. Well, no, I wouldn't say the last four. I'd say the last two. Um, he's got to be better in the playoffs. Uh, the th- last game of the season, they're down 17-3 to to the Rams, and he helps them come back. And in the fourth, the last possession of the game, they're down. Their season's on the line. They're not even going to the playoffs. And he engineers a 75-yard drive for them to uh, – and throws a score in the game, tie and touchdown. And then in overtime, he engineers another drive. In the last possession – and overtime in that regular season win against the Rams, 8 for 10, 133 yards and a touchdown. So he was good in that game. He wasn't good early, but he came through when it counted. But I, I, I agree with them, and I believe them. Now, I, he is not a star. If they had come out and said, oh, he's like – Shanahan went too far when he said that's why he doesn't always have the same stats as the MVP candidates. No, it's not. He's not that level of quarterback. All right, and if somebody were to come on and say, he's elite, look at his record, he's top five, look at his record, he should be a pro bowler, look at the, then they're go off the reservation. But nobody's saying that. They're just saying the dude wins. And I, where I, I agree with, uh, well, let me back up and go here, Rob. You're right in that, of course, they're going to say this because you're heading into you know, the NFC title game. And you don't want to rip your quarterback ever. If they so said that, he has to right. play better. He hadn't thrown a touchdown right, in right. two weeks. We can't win like that. We need a, we need him to be more better. We need right. him to be better. That's not what you want to put out there. So exactly. I get it. So they got to say that. But I don't think they're saying it just because, you know, it's the thing to say, the right thing to say. Or because they like him. He's cool. He's handsome. Whatever. He, you know, everybody in the locker room porn loves stars. Him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I don't think that's any of that is why they're saying it. I think they're saying it because they know his track record with them. Debo Samuels played three years with him. Been to a Super Bowl. 
and made a Pro Bowl. So he's like, yeah, he knows he's not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, but he also knows that he's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Rob, we've talked about, he knows he was 1-10 in 10 in his first year as a head coach, and Jimmy G comes in, and they win five straight games. He, Kyle Shanahan knows I'm 8-28 with this vaunted defense, with these vaunted receivers and running game. I'm 8-28 with, without Jimmy G. Actually worse if you count the 1-10, the but 8-28 since Jimmy G arrived, but when he doesn't play. But I'm 37-15, and 15, including the playoffs, when he does play. So that, I think they're sincere uh, because they're not, besides a few things I pointed out from Shanahan, they're not saying he's like an elite quarterback. We know he's not. And so, uh, and the re- reason I think he's a big part of where they, them being here, Rob, is that he has engineered game-winning co- drives. He's in the top 10 in game-winning drives in the last three seasons. He's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's in the top 10 in game-winning drives. He's, and he's done three this year, two of them against two of the other three teams that are left standing, Cincinnati and the Rams. So they know you can win with him. You're right, he's got to be better in these playoffs, but uh, they know they can win with Jimmy G. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts we're gonna stick in the nfl like i said but coaching the coaching situation and we we got what rob g seven openings two of them have been filled no three of them uh uh denver obviously has a coach now um chicago's hired the coach and who's the third one uh, well, Brian well, Dable. Brian Dable just got hired by the New York. Right, Rams. and and Leftwich, right? Uh, maybe he's going to get the Probably job. In, looks like he could get Jacksonville. Jacksonville, right? But that's the but only anyway, black coach, right? Right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how how it plays out. But Josh McCown, Rob, is name has been named as a front runner. Not the only one, although he's the only one they've named so far. But he is a front runner. For the Houston Texans job. And Josh McCown, obviously we all remember him as a mediocre player. Rob has never coached a day of his life at any level in football. I And now, we've seen it in basketball, right? Steve Kerr, if I remember correctly. Maybe even Derek Fisher when he got the Knicks job. Which, you know, he didn't do a great job, but still. Uh, Mark Jackson... I, I doubt he coached at any level because he was no, playing I don't think ball he coached as a at college guy. or anything before. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think so. Um, so it's worked out for some. It's not like unprecedented or crazy in the NBA. Steve Nash, another one. 
even baseball. I, I can't name any off the top of my head, Rob, but I, I would imagine there's some baseball managers who haven't managed right no, before right. they get an Aaron MLB Boone job. Aaron Boone with the Yankees. He was a, it was okay, a broadcaster. There you go. Aaron Boone. I mean, he got yep, the Yankees player job. Player and a broadcaster. He had, right. he, had never, he had never coached in the minor leagues or was a manager or anything like that. Yep. Right. So I think it can work in those sports. Rob, I think football is a different animal. And I get that McCown has played, obviously, in the league for many years, and so he's been around a lot of coaches and seeing how things are done. But to me, football is the sport of the three major ones where coaching makes the most difference. And Rob is so intricate. The game is very intricate, is more intricate than the other two. Um, more strategy involved, and obviously there's two sides of the ball. The only possible way I think it could work is if all, all you pretty much do is delegate. Like, you're a, you're a great leader, right? right. You got this, you, somebody's this great Somebody's running person. your offense, somebody's right. running your defense, and, like, you're not really uh, caught up. I, I don't know what, when Larry Bird, Chris, and maybe this is – he did have a Dick Dick Harder on defense. Dick Harder and Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle on offense. Right. Those were, those were the, the two guys. Yep. And Larry really wasn't – he wasn't running the offense. He wasn't talking about what defense they're playing. Like, like he had two guys right. who had some coaching experience for Larry Bird. So, and, But, I, and again, I think it can work in basketball. Football? I, I'm sorry. I, I think this, Rob, is lunacy, and this adds to the – this makes me look at Deshaun Watson. I mean, obviously, all the other stuff, I'm not even talking about that. This makes me look at Deshaun Watson's trade demand and say, you know what? He's right. I mean, first of all, David Culley, longtime NFL coach, did a very good job, right, with that team. He did. Remember, they they remember they shocked everybody game one with Tyrod Taylor and Yep. And they they had they were like like everybody they won like, four games and, I believe yeah like Dan Campbell and the Lions won what they won three games and yeah. everybody's sticking up for him like oh like yep. you know for his second year Chris and Cully, he was in a like, better situation than Cully at least right he had a, he had a, quarter, he had a quarterback who had been right. to the Super Bowl Chris Absolutely. and was a Pro Bowler twice yeah yep. so I mean he had a better situation and he didn't win as many games. I think there were three and only hadn't had that tie with Pittsburgh. Yeah. But anyway, my point is um, that, uh, you know, Cully had a tough situation and made the best out of it. No one's going to give him a parade, Chris, for right. four wins, but, but that was a tough job. Hey, this, this is ridiculous. Um, absolutely ridiculous. And, and for them, it's just, it's insulting to the the uh, coaching profession at the NFL level. I, I just don't. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong. I don't see how in the world you step into the NFL with absolutely no coaching experience. Rob, remember remember Jerry Faust? Yep. Remember how he was a high school legend. he was legend. a high school coach, right. Cincinnati Moeller High School. And he was a legend. They were the national champions year after year under him. He went to Notre Dame. And Notre Dame hired him straight from Moeller High School, thinking, okay, this is our guy. And he it was he didn't do well. Right. Just was a different level. I'm sorry. And so this is ridiculous. But anyway, that let's get there's more stuff. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots, Rob, is the front runner, uh, reportedly, 
for the Las Vegas Raiders. Your thoughts? Not good. I, I Chris, I got to be honest. I don't think he should be a coaching candidate, head coaching candidate at all. Uh, he failed in Denver. He 11 also, and 17 was his record. He also, he got though, fired Chris, midway through his second year or late in the second was year. busted for cheating, for taping another team's defensive signals, just like they did in New England. Yep. And they were Wonder they were where mad. he got that from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy. And they were mad in Denver because that's a proud organization, Chris, right? That's won right. Super Bowls, had John Elway. They got a great tradition, the, the ownership there, you know, yeah. and all that. And they were like, no, we don't play dirty pool. We're, like, this is not who we are. Right. And he was and that's fired. Why they fired him, right. Right. He was fired off of that. And he also uh, was the one who moved up to draft Tim Tebow. Remember that? He had to have Tebow. And he got a job back. He got a job back with uh, the Patriots. He went back home because Bill Belichick took him back. But now he's going to be a coaching candidate somewhere else. I, I have a problem with that. There are other people who deserve a chance, an opportunity, rather than a guy who was busted for cheating. How do you just ignore that, Chris? This ain't no accusation, a rumor. He was thrown out of Denver because he busted, got busted for cheating and embarrassed the franchise. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to see him get another head coaching job. Can we try somebody else? Yeah, right. I can't defend. I can't defend him. I can't go against what you said. This is ridiculous as well. Because he's got you gave what a couple strikes. One, he failed in Denver. Okay, Denver was eight and eight when he got there and took over. They were eight and eight in his first year. And then they were three and nine in his second year. Three and nine. All right, so and then to your point. He got fired because they caught him cheating. So number one, first strike against him, he didn't do. He, his team wasn't any good in Denver. All right, he took. He didn't improve him at all in his first year, and then they actually regressed under him. All right, so that's that's strike number one. And Rob, the second year when he was gone, they improved from four and twelve to eight and eight. So the the year after he was fired, so that's strike number one. Strike number two, you caught cheating. Okay, that's, that's a huge one. strike, isn't it, Chris? Absolutely. Strike number three, you missed one. You had an agreement to coach the Indianapolis Colts, and you pulled out. Yep. So that what's to say that won't happen again? I mean, yeah, it probably won't. But doesn't that leave a sour taste in your mouth? I would. This guy I would be afraid to make a deal. Right. His word doesn't mean anything, right. Chris. You you shook somebody's hand, you made a deal, and then you 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 did the okie doke on them. Right. And, 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 okay, sometimes, I don't know, you change your mind, circumstances, whatever, but you went all the way through the process. You had to be going back and forth in your mind. Do I want this? Do I not? And so you're indecisive. I can't have that as a head coach. You, you, the one thing you got to be, Rob, is decisive as a head coach. Right or wrong, this is how we doing it. And he showed that there's that. And then strike number four, Rob, you missed another one. Bill Belichick's coaching tree. 
It yep. ain't all that. No, that's another. Why great are you point. just sitting there trying to pilfer his assistance when they don't time work after out. time it right. hasn't gone worked out? So this is this is just. I know his name. You know, people. Oh, Josh McDaniels. He's great. I mean, I, and I'm not gonna. This one, maybe I'm being petty. He's a he's been a good offensive coordinator, but at the same time. Tom Brady looked like he could do a lot more than they allowed him to do at times. I mean, look at Brady and Tampa Bay, both years. Not that they, they ain't winning the Super Bowl this year, but he's lit it up statistically. He did it that one year when they had Randy Moss, of course. De- uh, Dante Culpepper lit it up with Randy Moss. I think everybody, anybody would, would light it up with right. if he's one of your guys downfield. So did you, I mean, you won six Super Bowls, so I can't, you know, get mad at you. But, you know, did they was get the most out individually out of Brady? He, he probably wasn't there. For, he wasn't there. No way he was there for all six. No, I don't think he, he was, was probably there for yeah. the last three. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you never know with the 10-year. Yeah, it wasn't there. Yeah, that, There's that's no a way 20-year stretch. There. Yeah, right, that's 20 right. years ago. Right. Um, But, so, yeah, there's that. Robin. then now, I mean, you got Mac Jones. You're pedestrian offensively. So, I, I don't get the fascination, Rob. I don't know. Good old boy network. You know? Yeah, because they like each other and buddies and all that kind of stuff. That's the only way you could think about it because yep. most people wouldn't be given that. And it's not like he hasn't had a chance. He's got, like you say, there's a couple of strikes. And then, like, the, 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 the history of Bill Belichick's guys not succeeding. What is the yep. infatuation with people who are in New England? I just, uh, like, okay, we get it. You would try that normally, and if a couple guys pop off and do well, then you would go back to that tree. But normally, when the fruit is rotten, you stop eating from that tree. Yeah, and, and look, I'm I, I'm not gonna rip Belichick. Obviously, he's his record speaks for itself. He ain't look great these last two years. I mean, defense is his calling card. Josh Allen just destroyed him. Two straight games, you know, didn't even punt in two straight games. So. Uh, yeah, maybe they should look elsewhere. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Patrick Mahomes, I've said is Jordan-esque, has GOAT potential. But uh, my enthusiasm about the Chiefs pales in comparison to that of uh, my co-host on First Things First, one of my co-hosts. Nick Wright, and he's from Kansas City, so you know, Rob, he's a huge Kansas City fan. Homer. Um, yeah, I mean, he is. He, he's a, he'll admit it. He, uh, he's a big, huge Kansas City fan. Grew up there and all that. And um, he made a statement today on First Things First where he said uh, something about Patrick Mahomes that I want to talk about with you, but here, here he is. Patrick Mahomes, we can show you the numbers now, Is he the greatest playoff quarterback ever? Well, he's on pace to be. That's all-time rankings, but that's going to take a long time. Here's what won't take a long time. Is Patrick Mahomes having right now the greatest postseason run ever? The answer to that is yes. A 131 rating. He's going to score. Nine total touchdowns. The one pick was a tip pass. Actually, more yards per rush than yards per pass. 440 yards per game. And Broussard, what's the competition he's done it against? Well, the defensive player of the year plus Mike Tomlin was the first one. 
And the second one was the number one defense in football. So what's more likely that team loses or that team blows the doors off the happy to be here Bengals? Guys, 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 <laughs> if it, this is this has 42 to 17 written all over. No way. Now, I I think what's more likely, I'm picking the Chiefs, obviously, but I think that the Bengals are more likely to win a squeak, you know, a close game than they are to get blown out. I think Chiefs are going to win in a good game, a high-scoring, competitive football game. I don't think they just route Cincinnati. I think, think, Nick, the only problem I have is – we knew Pittsburgh wasn't good, Chris. I mean, like, like. Well, they made the playoffs. So I, no, I, I know, but I, they know, weren't I, that good. I, I, no one's gonna. They, I'll give you that. That they that he and the defense he went over is good. against Buffalo, but but Pittsburgh, we never thought they were gonna have a shot against Kansas City in that game. But anyway, and and I think he's totally discounted uh, what Cincinnati was able to do against their defense. You know, when they when they came back and won. Like, right. like they got to have some confidence. And their quarterback, you know, was sacked nine times and really didn't have a chance to explode or do do what he does, Chris, uh, in the last game. Yeah, so I just yeah. – I, I think that 42-7, wow, I would be surprised if, if it's – If that. they give him time, Burrow, which yes. is a big if. He was sacked four times against Kansas City in the regular season. But nine. He's actually good against pressure too. But if he's got decent – like, I, honestly, Rob, if he's sacked like – Five times or less. <laughs> That's, like, good for him. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but he's got the great receivers. He's a great quarterback himself. And he's got Jam- not only Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And then Joe Mixon out of the backfield as a runner and a pass catcher. So, I agree. I think they're going to score points. Kansas City's defense, which went from abysmal early in the season to terrific midway toward the late end of the season, and they've kind of struggled lately against teams outs other than the Steelers. The Steelers can't score. Right. So it's no surprise they shut them down. So I, I think it's a good game. I think Bengals are going to be able to score points. But I got the Chiefs winning. But um, what I want to get to is your thought about what he said about Mahomes. Obviously, he said, and he said it in the midst. He didn't say he's already put together. That's ridiculous. He's got to close this thing out, not only with getting to the Super Bowl, but winning it. But right now, Rob, you look at the numbers, and it's hard to deny because Mahomes has completed 76% of his passes. He's averaging nine and a half yards per pass. He's got eight touchdowns and one pick in the two games. And Nick's right. Pittsburgh's not really a good team, but they got a good defense. And Buffalo had was a very good team and had the number one defense in the league, and they put 42 on them. They're averaging 42 points a game in these two games. The record, Rob, for touchdown passes in a postseason is 11. He's got eight. So, I mean, forget it if he keeps on this pace. He'll have 16 if they get to win the Super Bowl. But even, I mean, it looks like you would think if they win this game, He's going to surpass 11, you would think. So right now, look, he's if he keeps this up, I think that uh, Nick's not making a crazy point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just it would just be hyperbole. I to this point, he's played really well. Like I said, this game against Buffalo was the one I give him the most credit. Not not Pittsburgh so much. Uh, I thought that 
they destroyed Pittsburgh, that they were able to score that many points against Buffalo was really the key. And the only other thing that's kind of weird is that he was outplayed in that game for most of it, except for the last 13 seconds in uh, overtime. You know, like, really, you've watched it. I think Allen outplayed him. But did. overall, you'd go with Mahomes, obviously, well, because he won of the, the comeback. Game, right. But right. I'm just saying, like, for most of that game, you would just marvel at what Josh Allen did. I mean, it was right. incredible. It really, I think really it was, was both. Of, I mean, Allen, I thought, played better. Um, I mean, well, that Steve last Sagan, touchdown pass yeah, and, and then the two-point conversion. Up brought up the thing, Chris, that – they see he scored four of the last six trips possessions against that. Right. You know what I mean? At, on the road, right? On, but on the, <laughs> but the thing is, Mahomes wasn't playing poorly. Mahomes no, was I'm doing his he thing was too. That's the thing. Just being I mean, yeah, he he was you know thirty three for 41, 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns, no picks himself, and he ran actually for more yards than Josh Allen. Seven carries, sixty nine yards. So he's averaging, Rob, almost 400 yards a game in the playoffs. That, that's ridiculous. And so um, do, I, I do think he's, he's in the midst. We'll see if he keeps it up. And Allen, and here's the thing, because Mahomes threw for more yards than Allen and, Allen and ran for more yards than Allen. To me, what made Allen a little bit more impressive up until the final 13 seconds of regulation, and then, of course, overtime, where he never saw the ball, was that the way, the degree of difficulty of his plays. And we had one of the guests, I can't remember who it was, talking about that, but he was just prolonging plays. And Mahomes does it, too. But I thought Allen did it to a higher degree that day. But, um, yeah, Allen, look, Rob, I, real talk, if Josh Allen, if they had won that game, you'd be saying that Nick, I don't know if he'd say it because he's not a Josh Allen fan and he's a Chiefs fan, but you could say the same exact thing about Josh Allen. Had they won, Josh Allen, Rob, would be averaging 320 yards per game, 77% of his passes completed, over 10 yards per pass, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. No, he was So we would be right, we'd be saying he if he keeps this up, yeah, right. And he will be have the best run of any quarterback in postseason right. history. And and the only thing that's different, and I'm not it's not to take away from anything had it been Allen or if it's Mahomes, the game has just changed a lot as far as uh offense and throwing the football. Right. You know, like, right. like some of those touchdowns, Chris, in the old days would go to the running backs. It just it it, it just wasn't that kind of game. You know, like like True. your running back would have run in two touchdowns and your quarterback might have thrown in two. It right. ain't like that now. Right. You are throwing touchdowns to your to your running back. You're not handing it off to him. You 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 know like like that's the difference in the game now. Right. That's a great point. And that's why Mahomes would probably, Rob, have to throw, you know, for 16 touchdowns or something. You know, if you're really going right. to judge it fairly because they throw the ball so Way much more. more. And um, and so you're right. You're going to have to weigh it, who the competition is. So far, I think the competition has been good because even if you want to say, you know, the Steelers weren't a very good team, their defense was pretty good. 
and you got T.J. Watt, you got a great coach. So that's that's not not to be – you can sneeze at the win, but you don't sneeze at the the offensive display. But that's a you, I think you brought up a great point to look at, like, you're not, it's not just going to be, okay, Mahomes' numbers were better, so he had the better postseason. It's going to be a lot of nuance in there. Uh, what, what, what drama was there? What, uh, what factors did he have to overcome? Yeah. Just, you know, it, what big right. plays did he make? And he's already, he's, he's, and it's not, I mean, he did, he's done it with the 13 seconds and then marching right down the field in overtime and the touchdown pass. So he's got it so far, but it's going to take more than just hefty numbers because his completion percentage and yardage drive and touchdown. Well, we'll see about touchdowns. But certainly completion percentage and yardage is going to likely be better just because they throw the ball a lot more. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's just a different game, and it's hard to look at. Even even some of the stuff, like even – and this is a little off the beaten path, but the Cooper Cup, when they were trying to, you know, say he should be the MVP, he didn't even eclipse Calvin Johnson's, you know, uh, yardage record, Chris, With and he had extra an extra game. game. Right. right. Like Like – like that right there, Calvin didn't win the MVP. Like, like how could you make a case when he had an extra game and didn't even pass Calvin Johnson? I thought right. that was w- where sometimes the numbers get skewed because of the extra game. 